Steve Vines, what an absolute pleasure to see you. How are you? There's no need to exaggerate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we've got loads to talk about today. We do. The latest thing that's come out this morning is a deadline in about 47 minutes from now for CY Learn to come and talk to the students. Otherwise, at 8 o'clock, they're going to arrest him, quote-unquote. And I hope they do it the official way, like, you know, the, the powers that be do it here. You know, take him back to the station, beat him up with a phone book and waterboard him. Yes, I think that would be a minimal, minimal approach. Um, I don't know what that's all about, frankly. I don't get it. I'm curious. I I, I don't get it. Um, I do understand that this is a very hot week in in politics. I mean, we've got the student boycott of lectures tomorrow. We've got the school students... um, Didn't the famous moment in history begin with students doing something? Well, (laughs) I was going to say, um, there is precedent for this, and it's not just in China... It's in, in, in Paris in 68, it's in Mexico during the Olympics, etc., etc. So there's a lot of form on all of this. Mm. And all these people who... And you have to really wonder about them, you know, patronisingly say, oh, you know, these students, if only they'd think a bit more about it. I mean, one of the extraordinary things about this student movement is that they... they spend hours and hours sitting down talking about this stuff. I know. I think it might bore me to distraction, but, you know, absolutely good luck to them. So what's the deal They're here? They're sitting in Tamar, yeah. just, 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 you know, by the by. Getting lectures. Get, being, lect- being lectured to and taking part in discussions. They have endless meetings. I mean, the idea that all of this is taking place uh, among students who who aren't really talking about it. Really should know better. Well, they should know better, and they should they should grow up. Yeah, you know, go down a coal mine or something. So, what's the um, deal here? Insult the youth, in, insult the future of Hong Kong. Is that how we do? Well, with it? that seems to be one way. I mean, I, I think it's not so much insult, but patronise the life out of it. <laughs> yeah. So we have Fanny Law yesterday. Good God, dear old Fanny Law, she doesn't get any better. Um, you 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 know, going well. You know, I understand these young people, but you know, if only they weren't so. Ugh. Young, <laughs> she didn't say that. I'm I'm putting words into her mouth. I like she, your said, version, she says something far more inarticulate, um, and, and, and so on. I mean, what's actually happening is that, in a way that um, the veteran Democrats could barely have dared hope for, the baton is being passed on. I've really noticed that they're organised. They are organised. They are articulate. Um, and, you know, I really think that some of these people who are so busy saying how immature they are and how ridiculous they are should actually spend a little time sitting down talking to them. I've certainly done this. They've got an answer for everything, though. It's um, so good. Yeah, a lot of these people are pretty, pretty damn smart, frankly. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, are, are there some hot-headed idiots there? Oh, pretty sure there are. You know, are there any hot-headed idiots anywhere else in the world? Oh, let me think about that. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Yeah. You know, but um, you you, you have to look at the generality and you have to look at the better examples to get a picture of where that movement is heading. Yeah. Now, that movement is heading, it is into uncharted waters. I think so. Because we're now getting to the point, and it, it, it will come crashing down on us i think sooner than we realize where people are going to be asked to make enormous sacrifices for this um, democracy movement they're going to be arrested they're going to get criminal records all sorts of things are going to happen they're cool with that well they are i mean i always have to say to people who say well you know um somehow hong kong is, is not the same as the rest of the world i i'm i've i've spent actually a a couple of days reading up on the american civil rights movement 
which you know now you really now, need to get out i know <laughs> i know i know when, when you're not taking drugs um i know but um you know now in america you actually have a a, a public holiday named after martin luther king yeah. you have um uh, people like Rosa Parks um, uh, being fated in the White House, etc., etc. Now, you've got to remember what was actually happening at the time. Martin Luther King was, among other things, the subject of an enormous black propaganda operation organised by the FBI under, under Hoover. Um, you know, much was made of his, uh, according to Hoover, his sexual inf- infidelities. I mean, nothing to do, actually, with the movement. And coming from Hoover, who had his own skeletons <laughs> yeah, in the I know. Cover, well, yes, let's, let's, let's not even begin there. It's funny how all these people who are obsessive about other people's sexual life have um, <coughs> interesting sex lives <laughs> of their own. But, you know, God, let's... let's. But my, my point is, is a more general one yeah. of, you know, once the movement is successful, everybody says, oh, that was easy, that was respectable. I mean, in Hong Kong, such is the amnesia about this that you even have Robert Chow comparing himself with Martin Luther King. <laughs> I don't know where to begin with that one. But anyway, um, my point is this, is that the civil rights movement didn't succeed overnight, mm. far from it. I mean, if you look at the the, the movement, I, I, I was reading about this um, extraordinary woman um, who was an activist for the civil rights movement. She was against the lynch. She started an anti-lynching campaign mm. in the Victorian era. People think the civil rights movement mainly exists in the 1950s and 60s. Centuries. It, it, it was a much longer movement than that. It's quite true that it intensified in the 50s and 60s. And there were terrible down moments. You know, there were the lynchings in the South. There was the mobilisation of the legislatures in the South to to, to uh, produce legislation to stop people demonstrating, etc., etc. And, you, you know, if you had been around at the time, you might have been like all these people who, who happily advised the Democrats in Hong Kong to give up, say, look, you know, it's just too difficult really walk away from it now while you've still got your heads on your shoulders yeah this is always the advice of the weasels the weasels who say i really i really support you but um i think we better just accept reality well Well, they're not they're not accepting reality and no movement for social progress has ever accepted so-called reality because reality always is preservation of the status quo will the people who maintain privileges from the status quo defend it yes of course they will do they have more weapons literally to hand than those who are opposing it yes of course they do they have the police force they have in hong kong they have most of the mass media they have all sorts of levers of government um Influence and loads of dosh and loads of dosh. So you know it's not an equal struggle. It's not an easy struggle, and people are going to have to make sacrifices. But I think what what has really become clear, and you, you can date it more or less to the moment at which the um, uh, standing committee of the NPC announced its its very restrictive um, conditions for advancing <laughs> democracy. Uh, what's now become clear is nothing will happen quickly it will be very long it will be very arduous and is this the source of the stream though are you seeing a source of the stream because as you said they're eloquent they're organized that's been the massive criticism of the pan-democrats for years well i i I still think that um the democrats hardly represent a well-oiled machine truly um really don't but i mean what is extraordinary 
And and you've got to always keep this in your mind every time you start floating out into the ether, is that despite all of this barrage of anti-democrat propaganda, mm. you see every single recent political opinion poll says the majority of people, the overwhelming majority of people, reject this phony democracy that's being offered to Hong Kong and support the democratic cause. There are differences reflected in those polls on how you combat it. And I think a lot of people, a majority again, don't support civil disobedience. That's a tactical question. On the main issue of the yeah. day, that the opinion has held remarkably strongly. And, you know, you pick up practically any newspaper in Hong Kong uh, watch most television shows and, and you will hear a barrage of propaganda. And what's kind of interesting now is the desperate, desperate lengths to which it's going. You've now got, I mean, you had the Robert Chow's hotline, you know, spy on students, um, spy on their parents, report them to the authorities. Joe McCartney, eat your heart out. Win a free brown shirt. <laughs> Win a free brown shirt and and uh, report three people and you get your own jackboot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but now we've got, and, and um, anybody who, who, I mean, on the one hand it's funny, on the other hand it's sinister, but you really should start paying attention to the pro-Beijing press because what starts there usually ends up in the mainstream media in Hong Kong. And what you're getting now is these revelations of how the foreigners are Implement, are, are manipulating the student movement for the ends of American foreign policy. As you know, President Obama spends practically every waking hour thinking how he can undermine uh, Hong Kong. That's basically what he does. All he, over the world. He may, he may sometimes think about the Middle East, but, but basically. But the latest one, and, and you've got to love this. This is, this is in one way, Paul, quoting my favourite thinker, Lao Nai Geng, who's, who's discovered that at Chinese University there is a centre of American subversion. There is. Training... Gordon Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's, that's Hong Kong year. This is Chinese year. Yeah, Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Gordon, sorry. Yeah, well, he's, he's not an American. I believe he's British. Um, the American subversion is there's something called the, the, the China Hong Kong Centre at Chinese U, oh, but we, which does okay. really, really subversive things like organise lectures and exchange visits and exchange students. But they've discovered that it's run, which is, happens to be true by a former American diplomat. Ergo, it's a training centre for the anti-occupy yeah oh sorry for the occupy movement it's it's subverting the students it's holding secret lectures and training sessions now let me just in case anybody listening to us says well there might be something in it it's complete and utter brown stuff it really is it's complete i happen to know the man who runs this he is indeed a retired diplomat um yes bound to be a spook bound to be a spook um the, the activities of that centre are as anodyne as they come. I mean, maybe that's being unfair to, to, to them, but really they are. Hold on a minute. What's the name of that China-based centre that they've been putting at universities all the, over the, the world? The Confucius Institute. That's the one. And yes. people are saying, no, bye-bye. They've been, they've, some of them have well, been some, removing they, it. They've now been, they've now been hounded so, off some campuses. Boot so, on the other foot. Well, boot foot, yes. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's talk about it. But in Hong Kong... What is so interesting is, and, and this is what I was sort of me um, meandering to in my normal long-winded way, is that they can't accept that Hong Kong people are intelligent enough to no, thought this up themselves. Dummies, a lot They of them. can't accept that people will do things without so-called foreign manipulation. So the only answer is 
that somehow the United States, in its infinite wisdom and its infinite bullying and its infinite awfulness, yeah. has decided to make Hong Kong a target for subversion, think- is training people up, is poisoning the minds of the youth. God, and so it goes on. Now, you heard it here first, yeah. as far as the English language media is concerned. I guarantee to you that the that, that, that ripples of all these completely ludicrous allegations that, that are starting in, in the Wenwei Po and the Dagong Pao, the, the communist press, will you will be seeing it in the comfort of your own newspaper. Not perhaps today, not perhaps tomorrow, but, soon. but you will. And for the rest of your life. You, you don't heard, want to go... I want to you go heard back. it here second. I know, but this is fantastic <laughs> stuff. I mean, seriously, the Confucius Institute, there's tons of stuff there about is, that. There is Go, go back to yesterday. Um, I think it's fantastic, because the usual old <coughs> thick-lensed glasses, finger-waving and using words like pragmatic and humbly and irrational, and, and, and the students are fantastic. They're like, yeah, get lost. I mean, <laughs> the late, the girl, the, who, I wish I could remember her name, she's brilliant. She said, waste of money... Uh, sorry, waste of public money, resources. You want to talk about the bridge to nowhere? Yes. The railway yes. to nowhere? Yes. What are we do- What are they doing to waste public money, by the way? Um, Is it the cops turning out? I suppose it's the cops turning out, and I think it's um, e- erection of new fences... That's Something a pretty like big that. thing. Yeah, I, I don't know what this is all about. I mean, you, you, you know, I mean, you've now got Junius Ho, who who was roundly defeated in the Law Society for his slavishly pro-Beijing um, attitudes and disregard for the rule of law, has now been reborn as an anti-Occupy um, uh, campaigner. He's, he's he's started a new what little group it? in Central. Save our save our businesses. What, what I happens, mean, you Steve, know, calm down, a, calm down, children. Yeah, you know, but this whole thing about money, 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 money. A few hours of if if it ever happened. I swear, I, I, I you know, I actually, think it will happen. Okay, I think right. I think I think um, October the first is going to be a very significant. But it's day not. It's not a work the, day, but it's a significant day. It's a significant day politically in the agenda. Um, I think literally tens, possibly hundreds of thousands of people will turn up in Central. And let's see who responds to that and how they respond to that. 11 o'clock, still in with Steve Vines. And we've got a, an email here from Jonathan. It's, it's a quite long one, so I'll paraphrase yeah, it. thanks for that. <laughs> um, uh, he's talking about Tung Chi Wah. You remember him? He used to be Chief Executive of Hong Kong. Um, setting up think tanks among... Uh, um, uh, think tanks along US lines in Hong Kong. He says, I think with tongue somewhere in cheek, surely this is interference by the US in Hong Kong's internal affairs. Got to be. I mean, what's interesting is, is, is Tung has come back. I mean, Tung, who, 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 who was, had to leave office because he was so ludicrously unpopular, they're now using him as their main point man. Because well, they're all coming the cur- back. The current incumbent, well, except for little Donald, the current incumbent is even more unpopular. So compared with Tung, our boy um, CY... Um, is, is you know, fool. <laughs> i tell you, the, the, the Donald thing makes me laugh. He's just disappeared. We should call him Donny Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> let, me, um, let, let me just go down here a bit. Um, he's also um, saying that... Um, uh, uh, the, the, or rather, he's pointing out the Chinese leadership wants to uh, Hong Kong to focus on the economy and not get sidetracked by political discussion. He says anyone with the slightest interest in their surroundings can tell you that the two cannot be separated. For a vibrant, dynamic economy, i.e. one that is flexible and can adopt to the constant changes in economic conditions, it's necessary to have a system that government can provide... That, then, a system of government that can provide the framework to enable these changes to happen. Yeah. Also, Jonathan, of course, um, 
I don't know if anybody in the communist leadership still reads Marx or Engels or any of those blokes, but um, one of the fundamental points of Marxism-Leninism is that... Um, you know, economics and politics cannot be detached, you know, from one flows the other and from the other flows the other. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I want to... I'm really keen to go up to Beijing and have a, have a little, you, you know... You enough cash Marxist, in your bank account. Marxist um, indoctrination session with those boys. Well, Steve, that's the point, you see. I mean, the, the, what's been happening recently is an absolute illustration of what you've just said. You want to say some people are so poor, all they've got is money, because that's all that's qualifying these fellas to go to Beijing. Well, you're talking about this extraordinary gathering of the tycoons who, who, were, who were sent up with their nurses. Oh, we're not supposed to mention that. Sorry, sorry, I didn't say that. Only some of them had nurses. Some of them can walk all on their own. Um, were sent up to Beijing to <coughs> engage in discussions with the Chinese leadership. I mean, here you had in one room sitting there sort of salivating at the thought of being so close to Xi Jinping. They're all sitting there getting their instructions. Of course, there was no discussion i mean this was of course nonsense and and you know they all dutifully came out and said oh you know very good um, everything we've heard oh, very good um, you know great leadership um uh uh what else I suppose? oh yes uh, democracy uh, not ready bad um well i don't say that that's you don't know the line it's keep... not ready is the not word not mature enough not mature enough gradual and orderly um, um, pragmatic pragmatic um and so here you go again. Here's the real truth of what happens in Hong Kong. The leaders of the most powerful companies in Hong Kong are mobilised to, to go up and get their orders. Not, not entirely that they needed to get their orders, but they like to be given face by uh, going to these receptions in Beijing. And cheap nappies. And the idea that any of this should actually seriously be discussed yeah. with the people's representatives. I mean, you know... I mentioned this to someone who, who just laughed and I said, well, well, why didn't Xi Jinping, for example, meet members of LegCo? I mean, after all, half of them have actually been elected by the people of Hong Kong and that, was, that, that set off a, 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 a round of guffaws. But if you think about it, I mean, it is just staggering the extent to which there is no communication. I mean, they're now about to start this phony second round of consultations. They've said, we've already made our mind up we're now going to have a round of consultations and you can decide um, very important things like the colours of the chairs or possibly the tabletops that are going to be used during the meetings at which we will select your candidates. And these people are going, see, the colours of chairs, that's quite important. Act I now. mean, act now. I mean, it's, it's a long time since we've been able to decide the colour of a chair or possibly even, I don't know, they may even talk about carpets. Who knows? Oh, this is going to be that's advanced. That's, You've that, got to earn oh, that. that. That's that's You've got to not earn that. steady and orderly. No. Oh, okay, all right. I'll take that back. Not carpets. Premature. Carpets are out. There was a great um, there was a great spoof which has gone viral on the internet from the Chinese university um, of a menu put outside a canteen during the protest this week. A choice of breakfast. You can have um, chicken omelette chicken omelette and toast and tea or tea toast and chicken omelette or toast chicken omelette <laughs> and tea good. i think you know these students they're pretty good well they are you see that's where we started today they're frighteningly smart and, and anybody who Instead, says they're not chicken omelette's been sold out <laughs> it's, gone. it's gone mate don't don't 
Don't go up there and try and buy it. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get back to Jonathan's email, because we only got halfway yeah, through. Yeah, so, um, well, he's, he's, he then, um, he's talking about that. Um, he, he, he also points out there was, that, that, that there was an interesting article by Frank Ching in the SCMP, who, who, who pointed out that if LegCo in, indeed does accept the system as proposed, this won't be the beginning of a process. That's it. That's the process. Mm. And what's so interesting about all these people who are apologised and say, oh, we've got to pocket what we've got, you know, it's a first step. What they don't say, what none of them admit, is the Chinese leadership itself doesn't say this is a first step. They say this is it. This mm. is the achievement of universal suffrage. This first step nonsense is all for the fairies. <laughs> this, in their view, is job done. We've accomplished it. We've brought universal suffrage to Hong Kong. This is the system, and it will be set in stone. This what? is yeah, something that both uh, Frank pointed out and Jonathan's pointing out in his um, in his email. And what he's saying is, you know, basically all of this is a recipe for, for stagnation. And it is. I mean, if everything in Hong Kong is going to... If Hong Kong is going to have a primitive form of fake democracy, if the same old privileged elite managed to maintain their vice-like grip on the economy, leaving no space really for entrepreneurial activity of any kind of significance, Hong Kong is headed for stagnation. And this is as clear as the nose on your face. But apparently this is wild, irresponsible talk. Uh, you know, what's likely to change all this, once again, are these students we keep talking about. Al Jolson says, you ain't heard nothing yet. I think we haven't. Well, I agree with that. And I think that um, the crucial determinants always are in these things is, is, is not what will happen tomorrow, but, but how the authorities respond to it. If, as I rather suspect, they're gearing themselves up for a massive crackdown and quite brutal crackdown on the opposition movement, they will be its recruiting sergeant. There's, yeah, no, no, there's no two ways about that. But maybe not tomorrow. It will indeed scare people off. Yeah. There are many people who will be scared off. But in their hearts, they'll know what's going on, and the moment will arise, mm. as it always does. I mean, I can't overemphasize this. This is one thing that dictatorships never learn, yeah. is the inevitability of their demise. And, you know, people, are, uh, uh, the, the so-called intelligent people are telling us, well, you know, the Chinese system has proved itself to be adaptable and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's actually just not true. You know, something else in the news this week that's cracking me up is I think we've got our own version of The Great Gatsby happening. Well, well, we, <laughs> we've got... I mean, I mean honestly, I, I don't know whether you burst into tears, as I did, oh, when, when following his trial and, 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 and trying to um, appreciate the struggle he had to pay his $200,000 um, per month rent and how, you know, being a mere chief executive wouldn't... Uh, <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> doesn't cut it. Wouldn't cut it. Wouldn't cover his expenses. I mean, honestly, I was in tears, and I think most people would be because you know it's, it's a terrible thing. But you know, one thing we've learnt, Steve, is consultancy fee. Consultancy fee. Consultancy fee. But, but remember, oh, uh, that's okay, in case then. in case anyone's missed the rest of the plot, that Raphael Hoy, the former chief executive, is on trial for corruption. Um, having been the eyes and ears, accused of being the eyes and ears in government for Sun Hungai, or at least two brothers yeah. of the Kwok family in Sun Hungai. And what now emerges in the trial, which, I mean, it, get, it really is worth spending time watching this thing, is he's now saying, 
And he says it, it's so interesting where Hong Kong's got, he says it always casually, he says, ah, yes, that 11 million in my bank account. Now, I think I can, tell you, I can tell you where that comes from. I had a discussion with the head of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, who said to me, Raphael, you're our boy, stay here. He said, oh, I'd love to, boss, but you know how it is. I just, it, there's not enough money in it. I've got, you know, I've got expenses. Have some cash. And, and um, so he, he says him. to he says... I think we can do something for you, Raphael. You sit tight. <laughs> and then he says, somehow or other... As if by magic, the through, shopkeeper through, through the services of a nice intermediary, lovely fella, uh, 11 million appears in my account, and I then go and s- bump into this same head of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs office, and he says to me, senior right, son. And he says, it didn't occur to me to ask him any questions about it. Well... You wouldn't. I mean, last time somebody put $11 million in your account, you, you wouldn't have questioned it, would you? Well, it's just out of politeness, because it was you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've forgotten. God. But but what does this tell you? Um, among other things, the main thing it tells you is, you know, all this talk about how the mainland authorities are allowing um, the Hong Kong government to get on with its business in a hands-off fashion. Boy, is that for the fairies. I mean, you know... We're actually being told, and of course, we don't know whether this evidence is 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 false or not. I mean, the the prosecution are alleging that this is a pack of lies by Raphael Hoy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's what they're alleging. Um, that's what they but, do. <laughs> but but the fact that this story is emerging in this sort of well, what do you expect? You know, the mainland authorities, of course, they tell who's going to be in charge of this, who's going to be in charge of that. They need some money. We'll fix it for you. Uh, I mean, this is how things are being done here. Oh. And did you hear? I don't know. Is it my imagination or are people on trial across the border? Very, very senior people in the bureaucracy on trial for vast levels of corruption. Is this the system that hasn't perhaps comprehensively um, comprehensively overtaken public life in Hong Kong? Maybe we should have more of it. Maybe more officials in the Hong Kong government should be paid $11 million by none and have. Maybe they are. Maybe they are for all Maybe they know. are. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm so far out the loop. I, I woke no up idea. one morning and under yeah. my pillow was 11 million squid. Can I just say, I can give my bank account details <laughs> to anyone who's interested in putting that amount of money in. Um, no repercussions. I'll ask no questions and I'll do what I'm told. Don't you worry. Mm.